Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it. It's Cortez. If freeze and chubbies in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh. From urban to suburb. It's Cortez. You heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Coach Mike Mastriani. He's a high school basketball coach for 30 plus years with over 500 wins. He's a two-time WPL champion. He's a father of three children and married his lovely wife, Karen. He is a product of Swickley and Melville Lane and his best friend, David Becker, share the stories of his humble beginnings. He's a grad of sports management at Slippery Rock University. And we are privileged to have you here today, Coach. I appreciate you coming by. Just for the record, it just so happens to be that you're my favorite cousin of all. Well, oh, you're my favorite cousin, too. I remember many times down on Melville Lane in the backyard there, uh, the basketball hoop got up. I think that that hoop was shot on so many times the rim fell off. Absolutely. Let's make sure everyone knows where Melville Lane, Melville Lane and Swickley, right? Yes, Little side street, late 60s, 70s. It was a magical time. I think both of us know we were fortunate that we grew up in that era. I think when you talk to a number of people our age, it has a lot to do with, with our perspective on things. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Swickley is one of those places where it's uh, so quality for a young person to grow up. It's good for the family and how to cultivate a nice family environment and a lot of tradition and camaraderies in the local communities. It's a quality place, no doubt about that. It's very magical. Yeah, it is. As we probably would know, everyone has talked about it sort of being a little bubble of its own. My uniqueness to it is that I actually grew up in the area. And, and now that my career has taken me back to finish my career in the Quaker Valley School District that is in Swickley, I have this perspective and I look at it in two different ways, both very positive. Our Swickley, our community, our Quaker Valley growing up was the greatest. I wouldn't trade it. It's still great today, but it's different today. It's a different good. And both of them I see as being positives, but just different time, different place, but great, great place to have a childhood. I agree. Now, this is where the community is very sports oriented. And I want you to take me to the experience when you first knew that you were going to be a coach, how basketball affected you, what came across you mentally. You know, I don't know if it was actually like a, a specific date or time, but I just knew that I just enjoyed sports so much. I think everybody in that era growing up in the 70s were attached to, to doing everything. I mean, it was a different time. Everyone was outdoors. You were always doing whatever was in season. Um, you went to different parks in the neighborhood, which I found myself. And then found myself sort of going every day and just, just loving it. And then obviously just falling in love with all the sports when you're a youngster. I think when I started to play a little bit and I realized how much I enjoyed it, you know, I found myself probably at a young age watching the game a little bit differently and just being so engaged in a lot of the other things that maybe at that young age, for instance, you're looking for like the highlight reel and the dunk or whatever maybe in today's game, but I sort of was more engaged and just enjoying like different concepts. I probably thought at the time like, oh, man, this is like a little different, but just continue to fall in love with it and it found a special place with me obviously connect with us on linkedin be our friend on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram you are listening to listening to vince cortez we just want you to leave your mark
Now, so then this is being a part of your lifestyle. Did you have a specific moment that you knew you were going to become a coach or was this something that you would find out that was in you later on? So I attended Slippery Rock University after high school, Quaker Valley, and I was actually an undergrad business major. So I actually had my business degree um, as an undergrad. And then as I was at Slippery Rock, I got involved in a number of different outlets in the athletic side. And I actually took a position within the athletic department. And then my senior year, fortunately, there was a coaching position available, eighth grade coaching position at Slippery Rock Middle School. And after playing and just being engaged in sports and still having this behind the scenes, watching games and feeling a little bit different. I was so excited. My roommate looked at me and said, you're crazy. They offered both of us a position. He goes, I'm not doing it. And I said, I want to do it. So I think at that point I was engaged and then I would follow up to stay there to get my sports management degree, uh, my master's degree there too. And I think that sort of got the ball rolling for me as I continued to move forward. I just continued to gain energy and felt how much passion I sort of had for it in such a positive way. Now, I think the other thing too here is, is you start in then uh, right out of college at Carnegie Mellon in the sports management. So you're an assistant athletic director in the uh, intramural section and you're doing quite well there. So you end up getting an assistant coaching job towards the end of your tenure there. You've only coached at, what, three different schools in 30 years. So by the modern standard, that's not bouncing around at all. You're old school on that one. Your formula works, what you do, the people in the community like you. So how is being a coach now kind of sliding you forward changed your life? Uh, well, it's been very rewarding. I mean, I probably could talk for hours and hours on just how much it's had an influence on almost everything. But, you know, that I've continued down that path of coaching is just because as important it is to me, I just enjoy the other part of what I get out of it. I think, you know, one of the things I mentioned to my kids right now, the big word and my younger daughter who is in marketing and advertising, the big word today is influencer. And it's so funny when I started coaching and I actually wrote down philosophies and this is 25, 30 years ago, I wrote down what I wanted, my program, what I wanted to be. And I actually wrote in there, I wanted to influence my young student athletes lives where they are with me for a short period of time. And then they have me for as long as they need me meeting. They can pull back to me when needed. Some do, some don't. But geez, I'm stupid. If I would have like just grabbed that word influencer, maybe back in the like <laughs> I wouldn't be still coaching high school basketball, right? So, but I've used that word influencer long before influencer has been the trendy word of today. And, and that's really what I base myself on. Obviously, coaching your competitor, love the sport. But if you don't have another side of it where you want to influence and make a difference and, and help some young some young guys, giving them some guidance and giving them some direction to help them get on a channel, making them feel good about themselves that I don't think you last too long in this profession. Yeah, I can test to having been alumni and not being in town for a while and coming back. You have a machine down there. You know, there's a whole feeder system all the way from the elementary school through. And that's a lot of hard work. That's a lot of credit to you and your program and how you run it. And the kids, by the time they get to the high school, they're very excited to be there in their moment. Their time has come. I think that personally is what's exciting about high school basketball. It, to me, it's almost I, I always related to the Olympics. 
This is once in four years. If you're lucky, you're in two Olympics, but you know, you're fortunate to be in one. You're going to remember it your whole life. And that, that would come down to how a lot of these kids' senior year plays out. They remember that one year, your program and how you run that. You've made that special. In my short window being here, it's a huge testament to you and your work ethic and what you've instilled in these kids and what you just said, doing it for the right reasons. What would be your most enjoyed accomplishment in your coaching career to this point? Oh, wow. You know me too well. You know, in terms of if you're just talking coaching or if you're talking with me coaching, I would bottle all the different unique relationships that I've had across the board. Um, and then I continue to have and just a lot of personal things that I've received back from a number of my players over the years, which real important to you if you're in coaching and if you're doing it for the right reasons, I feel that way. I mean, some of the things just personally for me is just the uniqueness and connection that our program has. I mean, our, our school district, we're fortunate that in this day and age, we still are able to keep like a little old school mentality, a little bit of like when I throw back, like not necessarily Hoosiers, but it's we're a little bit more of a throwback just based on the great community feel. A lot of new schools now are different. They're built different. I mean, it's just a different time. And that's not to say anything wrong with the bigger schools, but I think we've maintained that old style feeling, which I think a lot of people gravitate to. It's a nostalgia and you feel more feel good about it. And you don't get lost in the whole big picture. And what's enjoyable on my end is that connected many, many years of players together under one umbrella and one community feel. And, and that's extremely rewarding for me. I mean, some of the other things are personally just with, you know, family involvement, just with my kids personally, that's been extremely rewarding on that part. And, and just, you know, them being around our program and being a part of it as well. You are listening to Leave Your Mark, Your Mark. with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mark. Your Mark. Inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Let me ask you now, because you've been around for almost three full decades. Whoa. There's always challenges dealing with kids that are in their teen years. Uh, they're still finding out so much about themselves and they're changing rapidly. What is your biggest challenges of coaching high school players? Yeah, you know, you know, you get that question quite often here today about uh, today's kids different and, and you hear those different things quite often. I get asked that question and, and quite honestly, times are just different. I mean, what pulls them in is different. I mean, they're used to talking in different ways and phones and many different ways of communicating that were different when I started to coach. You know, people talk about how parenting is and, and parenting may be different today, but I'll tell you what isn't different. What isn't different is that young high school athletes want structure. They want discipline. They want to feel part of something. That hasn't changed. And those players that really don't want that usually have given you the answer. They probably don't want to be part of a team. So when people sort of reach out a lot and saying, when I played, we the kids didn't do that. Kids still want that part of structure. You just have to communicate it a little bit differently. You know, I, I sort of say that our coaching is some old school philosophy, but with some new wave communication, with communicating a little bit differently with them. It's same with their work ethic. You know, a lot of times you hear that, oh, when we play, we worked and put in time. Players today put in a lot of time. Like it, it may not be in the areas that people think it should be, but their dedication to putting in, it may be a little different and look different than it was, but underneath all that, you still can get to them with those points. That being said, do you have methods that you use during the off season 
because as this evolves, you evolve. Do you do anything in that line of how can I be a better coach next year than I was last year? Or did the kids in their change kind of pull you through that? Or has that happened sort of simultaneously? You can't catch that guy the same way you coached the kid the year or two before. How do you manage that? That's a great question. And really, that's why I've remained in high school. And that's the part of it I love because it's a challenge. You don't have the same team every year. You're not looking at the same type of student athlete every year. And the challenge is building teams. And the challenge is how do you get inside and get the most out of this kid who brings a uniqueness to the table? And then the next year, it's a whole different uniqueness. It's, it's, I call it like building a puzzle. And I talk to our team all the time about putting parts of the puzzle together. And everywhere, every year is a little bit unique and challenging. And I actually think that's one of my most favorite parts of coaching that I really enjoy that because, you know, I look at every student athlete at that age, they all have something positive to give. They just don't know it. And you have to be the first one to let them know that. And once they're told and they feel a little bit confident in themselves, they actually can go and and do some things they thought that they couldn't beforehand. That's actually one of the most exciting things. You know, I tell people a lot, I don't go in my garage or fix my car. I just don't do those things. But I do like building teams. Yeah. Now, that being said, you have things that you're partial to as a coach. Your experience helps you immensely at this point. So how do you, as a coach, read that young man and see what his personality is about and getting the most out of that kid or getting him to trust you enough to coach him? Right. Well, and that's the part where, you know, your rules, your team rules are the same. I tell our coaches all the time that you sort of have to live in gray. And I know not everything's black and white. You have to make the best decision with with some common sense in it. That's the best decision that you can make at that time. But then the uniqueness, you're correct, is how you get into that student athlete, how you can get the most out of them. And and that's the challenge. Now, what I have found quite a bit is obviously building a relationship is extremely important and them trusting in you. And we talk about trust all the time. And then as you get that trust, you know, what I try to do is take a couple steps backwards and try to give our players ownership and an understanding that, you know, player led team, less coach-led team, and give them ownership. And there's many different ways through the years that we've done things based on different players and different styles and different personalities. But you eventually want it to get to that point where they have just enough trust in how they're playing. At this time of the year, we're in the offseason. I continually look at things, go over things, evaluate how we play, try to look at the players we have coming back. This time of the year for me is actually when I start to look for next year, knowing our personnel and, and try to build a little bit of the building blocks as we go into our off season. So I think once you stop doing those type of things, you get caught. I think once you get too comfortable in anything, you get caught. So I found myself always trying to continue to challenge myself and trying to find some new things, some unique things that can bring the most out the team we have coming up for the next year. This is a never-ending season. I watch you go year-round. You're a true lover of the sport, and it's a great honor to watch what you're accomplishing here in all these years at Quaker Valley. It makes you a proud alumni. It brings that kind of college spirit down to the high school level like you were referencing the community. 
If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not into the dirty South straight, make a left and bottom out Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If you had a billboard and it said anything on it, what would yours say? Oh, that's an easy one. Anyone that played for us, it would be like two letters. It would say us. I mean, okay. we, for a group, um, we circle before every practice and after every practice and say us. It's, you know, we're definitely not a me built program. We're an us. And 30 years ago, a player could look at a player today and they both would say us. What was the best compliment you ever received? Uh, probably, you know, I don't know if one, but just feedback about players pulling something back that they learn within our program that have helped them make a crucial decision in their life number of those you know i think one unique part i've had is that i've used some players in the past to help some current players and this was maybe 15 or 20 years ago i, I tied similar stories together because a player reminded me of another player and i explained to him going down the wrong road one probably one of the greatest things we had we end up winning a championship that year and, and with a few seconds left in the game you know, the first player that I tied to some confusion this a little bit, I was trying to get to the player that played about 10 years after that. He's going down a wrong path and he's going to lose this opportunity. You only get to play one time. And I still carried with me the player 10 years ago because he never finished school. And I felt I let him down. It's probably one of the greatest stories that I have coaching. And we actually were with five seconds ago, we knew we were winning the championship. And that player came over and hugged me and whispered, in my ear, that player's name. He said, Coach, that was for him. Wow. So, can't put a price on that one. No, no. That's awesome. Now, winding up now, all these years later, what would you consider is your biggest challenge now, moving forward, how you're going to wrap up your coaching career? You know, I still enjoy, you know, I love putting practices together. I think when I get to a point where that is not as enjoyable, that I'm letting the players down the program town. That's probably when I probably make a decision that it's probably time for somebody else to be in front. I still enjoy the coaching part and still really, really, really enjoy being around the kids and, and the teaching moments with them is still satisfying. So in terms of that, I mean, I haven't put any type of look on it or, or window on it. And I hate to do that because I'm, I still really enjoy it. I enjoy the other parts. I mean, you have to enjoy all the parts. Um, if you only like a few, I think it can beat you up. It gets close to the end at that point, probably. Yeah, you're giving yourself the answer by that point. I want to thank you for coming by, but you have to answer the last question you're on. Leave your mark. How would you like to leave your mark or be remembered in this world after all of what you've done? Uh, well, I think within what we've done with our program, it was it was somebody that was very honest, straightforward, total like it was and learned so much from him in a little short period of time and was very influential on helping me moving forward, making, you know, young adults who were in a critical time in their life and looking back that they always had something they could go back to because uh, they learned a lot more about life than they did about that orange ball. And they still carry those things with them. I think that's the most important thing. And if you don't have that end, if you're there just because of the ball or the bat or whatever it may be, I don't think you hang around too long. 
This is great. I knew you were going to deliver the goods. I enjoy watching you and my brother Ked so much. It's it's just a sure joy knowing how much you guys enjoy it, what you put into it. I don't know that you can really describe in words what it feels like when you're a coach and you do the best that you can and or come up short and or, you know, the way it plays out, you come up with the win. And some of it's just really not of your control. But, you know, you're there, you're holding on the reins and that joy of being in the experience in those moments. You seem to have engulfed all that and what you do and how you approach the game. I mean, 500 wins, 500 wins is significant. Somebody knows what they're doing. Here's what I would tell you. I feel obviously so fortunate. Like, I mean, again, maybe to mention like your brother, my cousin as well, has been coaching with me. And, and like, how lucky am I? You know, grew up, older cousin, always someone I looked up to. He's sitting beside me now. I turn and look and see people I grew up with through the years. And then I turn and have an influence on some guys that are playing now. And we look around in the stands and see former players. Um, I just feel very lucky, quite honestly. Um, it's it's a tremendous profession. It really is. The, you mentioned the influencer. It, the coaching thing in our era right now is just you're a coach, a life coach and everything in between. But the, this is where it all started with the athletics and in our high schools. And that's the breeding ground for building a better person. And you're really? obviously doing that. The ball is just a connector, is what I said. The ball is just the connector between us. And there's the connector is there's a love for that sport as some young players and the coaches still love. I tell our players all the time, look, we're still here because we still love the sport. But it's just, it's a connector. It's a connector for us to, to help them, engage them, teach them um, all the positive things that can help them moving forward. Okay, coach. My man. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate your time. You're the best. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's <laughs> the big game mantra that he and I share. So we're sharing it with you guys now. But I appreciate your time, Mike. You're an inspiration to all coaches anywhere that enjoy and love what they're doing. So thanks for You're coming by. You're the best. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click leave your mark with Vince Cortez.